Hi there. Thank you for choosing to listen to this sermon. We pray that God would use this as an added resource to benefit you in conjunction with you belonging to a local church near you. This sermon was preached at Central Baptist Church, Pretoria. 130 years of believers loving God, caring for one another, and impacting the world. Amen. Thank you, Chido and the team. What great words to sing. We are going to continue with Second Corinthians. However, chatting with, with Pastor Charles and um, we were back and forth between whether we should do next 10 verses, but we felt also that these last few verses, maybe um, we could spend a little bit more time um, on on them. So open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to just focus on those last few verses, 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. From 16 to 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Oh Lord, I do pray that you will open our hearts now and speak to us. This is the desire of my heart, this is the desire of our hearts, Lord, because um, your word is living in, in, in a sword that cuts to the heart. And so, Lord, would you, by your word, speak, Lord, not what I have to say, but, Lord, will you Bring your word forward, may your spirit bring it to our hearts, Lord. Convict us, encourage us, strengthen us. May your word accomplish that which you have set it out to accomplish. We ask you this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever perspective you have affects the way that you do things. And and this is what I want to be talking about this morning, just regarding our perspective. And in a way, Paul con- does um, uh, a number of contrasts um, in this text. But perspective is um, is something that I want to bring your uh, attention to. 
So there's a story that, and I might get in trouble using this illustration, but um, there was a lady that went into a, a, a car store, uh, and she asked uh, the man there at the counter, I need a 710 cap. And then the employers looked at her and it's like, what's a 710 cap? And she says, you know, it's, it's like right, it's, it's there on the engine. And they say, uh, and she said, I, mine got lost, so I need a new one. Well, what kind of car is it on? And they, trying to find out what she means, and she just says, it's, it's like this, it's circle, and, and what does it do there? She says, well, I don't know, but it's always been there. <laughs> and then one of the employees gives her a note and asks her if she can draw a picture of it. And so she makes a circle, and in the center she writes 710. And then... The guys behind the counter are looking at it upside down. And as she writes, they start falling, laughing, because they finally say to her, you you need an oil cap. (laughs) And so 710, it was the other way around. She she was thinking it was 710, but it's just oil. And... And so, just a, a small illustration about perspective. But here, we're going to see an, a number of contrasts that Paul is giving in this passage regarding how we should live. What kind of perspective do we have? Is it the here and now? And our first, the first construct, uh, contrast that he gives us is inner Versus outward. Look there. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. The first reality that Paul points to is that no matter how much we work out, eat healthy, this body gets old and fragile, it aches and has pains, and it it is wasting away. I have spent uh, most of my Mondays in, in mornings uh, there at Glenhaven in the in the prayer meeting, and and I hear the stories. and And as someone put it, getting old is not for sissies. Because there are pains, and and th- and this is maybe a, a clearer reality for for the, the more mature folk that that these bodies are wasting away. I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of some of of those bodybuilders that won contests back in the day, and what they look now. It it is. Uh, I mean, it's remarkable. And this is not to say that we shouldn't take care of our bodies, for they are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But the point here, instead, is to say that there is decay, there is wasting away of of our bodies. Just look at my hair. It's falling out. But in contrast, Paul says, our inner being is being renewed day 
by day. One of the commentators points out, there was a daily and constant increase of inward rigor. God imparted to, to Paul constant strength in his trials and sustained him with the hopes of heaven as the body was decaying and attending to the grave. And so this, this verse is actually encouraging to me alongside Second Corinthians 3.18. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is Spirit. So we, our inner being is being transformed day by day. I am not the person that I, that I used to be. God is making me more and more in the likeness of Jesus Christ. But this has to be a day by day thing. As to carry on Pastor Charles bucket illustration, uh, from last week, every day we get new mercies and, and every day we need to draw near to Him. Day by day being renewed. We are daily shedding off that old self. Like a snake that gets new skin. And there are two manners in which Paul is putting this contrast forward. He isn't just a, talking about body and, and spirit or like a, a kind of dualistic experience and that the body doesn't matter. But our whole body deals with this evil world that we, that we encounter day by day. We, we just see the decay of things all around us. And though that is happening, there is an inner transformation that is happening. But here, here's the thing. You and I, generally, we focus more on the outward. Don't we? we? We focus more on the outward. Even though you and I know that what affects us the most is the inward. Think about it. If, if, you, if you have a headache, you take Panado. And that's, that's about it. Right? However, if maybe you fought with someone and you, uh, and, or, or money is tight and there is stress and, 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 and your emotional is inside, your whole life, it seems like it's falling apart. Am I right? The inner, the inner being, our souls matter most, and yet we constantly focus on the outward, not in the nourishing. Of our souls. We are constantly looking to what am I going to get and, and, and material things. And we can become so materialistic. But is your soul being nourished? Are you filling up your bucket with the word of God? Are you drawing close to Jesus day by day? Because the reality is that when we are close to God, and I'm, I know that you probably have experienced this, when you are close to God and you're satisfied in Him, 
even if you're in difficult circumstances, you are at peace. Your outward circumstances become um, strangely dim <laughs> as we sing it. There is a better perspective as we draw close to God, as we draw near to Christ. The outer circumstances become more clear. But we so often it's easy to just think about the outward and how will people see you? But secondly, the second um, contrast he does is between affliction and glory. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And, and, and I think that Paul's intent is not to say that what the trials that the Corinthian church was facing at the time, and even the trials that you and I are facing are at the time, at this time, are not real or are they just slight that's that's not a point because you and i know that when we are in the middle of the storm oh it's very real and and we wonder how are we going to get out of this and so it is paul is not trying to diminish the reality of suffering and anxiety and afflictions that exist but he's putting it into perspective that in light of eternity, these trials are momentarily. If you compare with the time of eternity, what we are experiencing now is but a moment. Now, I, I don't think that we often realize this reality, and, and I think we don't, this reality of eternity. Quibus uh, and Marley mentioned earlier, just an eternity of hell, of those that don't know Jesus, spending an eternity of hell. I don't even think we can fully grasp that. If you think one minute goes very quickly, but one minute with your hand on a hot stove, it's a long time. But here he, he says, for in this slight momentary affliction, oh, here's something amazing. You know when you go through something really hard and difficult, and you ask the question, why? Oh Lord, why me? Well, I'm going to give you an, an answer today. One of the things that Paul says is for preparation. Look there. This affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, this glory that God will show us and give us is beyond imagination. What no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagine, what God has prepared for those who love Him. 
this affliction and difficult trials that you and I go through are not meaningless. God has a purpose for it. And it is preparing us for something that we can't even really express. I, I was trying to look on, on different commentaries just just about this the the weight of glory beyond all comparison, but part of it, it it just falls short because as Paul's saying, this weight of glory beyond comparison, there's nothing that you and I can compare it to on this on this earth that that could could really uh, paint the right picture, but to say that it is going to be glorious and amazing. This affliction that we are going through is preparing us for this eternal weight of glory beyond comparison. And and, and so this is so important for for us to understand that, that our afflictions are not meaningless. They're purposeful. God has a purpose on it. And, and I think this is part of God's goodness. Think about it. It, it, it is part of God's goodness because if, if God just allowed us to go through difficult things and evil things just for the sake of evil things, that, that would just be cruel. But God works all things for the good of those who love Him. A third comparison he has is that between the seen versus unseen. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Generally, as we go through affliction, we only look to to the now. Isn't it true? But Paul is saying here, don't keep looking just to the seen. Rather, look to the unseen. And, and that's why it was one of the reasons we've been singing the songs we've been singing. To, to look at what is coming. This eternal glory. When we all get to heaven, what glorious day it will be. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. You know what this verse is saying? Perishable things... Do not inherit imperishable. If you continue reading in 1 Corinthians 15, it says that we need to be clothed with immortality. Now, what? why am I saying all of this? Your car cannot inherit the imperishable. The money in your pocket... Is not gonna inherit the imperishable. Your house is not gonna get inherit the imperishable. 
all these things that we invest so much time of and energy, they cannot inherit this immortality. And so my point is, invest in that which will bring you benefits eternally. So invest in proclaiming the gospel to souls. Those returns are eternal. And and I, I think as, as Tim mentioned earlier, we can we can grow so lukewarm, we can grow so indifferent to lost souls. But Jesus Christ came and died on the cross and and He rose again and He saved you and me. We have eternal life. Won't you spend your life proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ that saved other souls? And and, and I tell you, it it is so rewarding when, when you're part of someone's story that that person is going to get to heaven Yes, it is the Lord's salvation, but you played a role. Two weeks ago, I was in PE, and uh, back in 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 in, in my old uh, church, <laughs> and uh, they asked me to help playing guitar for for the worship. But the girl that was leading, um, I I just felt like a proud daddy because. She was the first person, first youth that got saved under my preaching during youth ministry. And, and now she's leading worship. That's eternal. That's not gonna fade away. This is, that, that's what Paul is looking at, saying at, look to the unseen. Not just what you see now, that which which perishes. Look to the unseen. We have to live with the right perspective. Jesus said, "Don't gather treasures on earth where more moth destroy." And that that word destroys the same Greek word that he's he's using here that of wasting away. And he used one more contrast. The transient versus the eternal. What we see now is transient, but the things unseen are eternal. There was... um, I remember watching a video... um, it's an experiment that they do with with kids, and basically they come into a room and they have a plate and they have one marshmallow, um, and they say to to the children, "You can have this marshmallow now, but if you have if you wait for five minutes or I don't remember I don't think it was very long, but five minutes you will get." Two marshmallows. But if you eat it, you're not going to get two. If you wait, then you will get two marshmallows. 
And you see these poor kids, the temptation, and they see, and they, they just like, I want to, and I like, legal, and some take a small bite. <laughs> but you know, the reality is that we are kind of like that. We are just looking at the now. We just look at right now, and, and we live in a, in a time where I, I want um, uh, instant gratification, and we, and we, we don't want to wait. We, we don't know what's going to happen in, in eternity. But there is eternity that is coming. That is going to last for a long, long time. And the point is, don't look to just a now. This, this life that we are living here on this earth is transient. But there is an eternity coming. My last point is, it's the first few words that he says in verse 16. So, we do not lose heart. If you look in your Bible, in the very first verse of chapter 4, he starts with the same thing. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And Paul here is using this contrast of perspective actually to encourage you. To encourage the Corinthians. So he, he actually will, will kind of continue to do that even as we will see in, in the next, uh, next Sunday in, in verse, in, in chapter 5. In verse 6 he says, so we are always of good courage. He, he again, the first few verses, he's, he's contrasting earthly tent with, with an amazing building built by the hands of God. And, and so if you look at how our passage is structured, he gives us reason for encouragement both before and after. We saw last week, Pastor Charles preaching about we have this this great precious treasure, Kuba's mentioned, jars of clay. We are jars of clay and we have this treasure of the gospel. We are afflicted but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, struck down but not destroyed. And then he goes on to say, so we do not lose heart. But then in verse 17, he starts with the word for. And that word for... Another word for for is because. In other words, we do not lose heart because this momentary affliction is preparing us for glory. We do not lose heart because this is, this isn't the end. There is something much greater, a glory that we can't even Compare, can't even express how amazing it will be. So keep going. 
Yesterday, I ran my first 10K. Well, ran is a strong word. <laughs> Because I think part of that race was more, felt more like a hike uh, than anything. And it was at the Food Tracker Monument. And, and the race ends as you go around the actual building of the Food Tracker Monument there. And it's kind of round, so you, you kind of go up the stairs and then go around the monument and then go down the stairs and then you, that's it. That's the end. Then you finish. So it's, it's really right at the end. So as I'm running around the monument, I'm really tired. I've never done a, a 10K. The most I, I had run before was uh, 8Ks with, with Pastor Charles. And, and I'm tired. I'm, I'm trying to run just because by that time, Pastor Charles, Tolamo, and Shelly are waiting for me, <laughs> who have already finished. They're waiting for me in the cold. Um, they've done a while. They had already done probably a while, uh, and they're waiting in the cold for me. So I'm trying to, <laughs> to hurry up. Um, so I run up the stairs, and, and as I'm, running around this building, I am tired, and then I start walking. And so, as I start walking, just just as I start walking, this older lady, I don't know who she is, just passes by me, looks me in the eye, and says, come, let's go, let's keep going. <laughs> I, I, I had earphones on, I, I, but, but I could see, she, she said it twice, like, come, let's go, come, let's go, let's keep going. <laughs> and she was encouraging me. And Paul is doing something similar here to the, to the Corinthian church. He's saying, don't lose heart. I know your afflictions are difficult. I know, but, but look, look at what is coming. Look what is eternal. Look to Christ. It, it is, it is something greater what you're going to experience for eternity. Focus on that. In comparison to that, this is, this is nothing. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Keep going. Don't lose heart. Be encouraged. And, and this is what I want us to, to be, to take note of this morning. Be encouraged. Keep going. You are being renewed day by day, even though you sometimes don't see it. Sometimes you, you wonder what, where is God? What, what is, what is He doing? I, I don't see His, His work, but He is. At work. Therefore, do not lose heart. Look at this unseen eternal weight of glory day by day and be renewed. Let us pray. Oh Lord. These afflictions that we go through they weigh us down there's often turmoil 
in our hearts. It is often so hard not to lose heart. So Lord, help us to take Paul's advice. Help us to look beyond the now. Help us to look beyond our current circumstances. Redirect our eyes to you. Help us to spend our lives on that which will have eternal benefits, Lord. Align our hearts. Align the mission of our lives to be that that brings eternal returns. Lord, we, we need you for that. Lord, we need your help for that. So would you guide us? Would you help us? I pray for those right now that are going through difficult afflictions, Lord. Maybe they, they feel like losing heart. Would you, by your Spirit, remind them of this perspective? Would you, by your Spirit, fill their hearts with your peace, oh God? That peace that surpasses all understanding, that gives us the right perspective even as we as we face trials. I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. Find out more about Central Baptist Church at www.central.org.za.